Hello, this is uh, Pod for the Course, and uh, I am Tom Cade, the Senior Director of Communications for Washington Golf. Today we have with us Gabby Lemieux, uh, originally from Caldwell, Idaho, and Gabby is a three-time Idaho Women's State Amateur Champion, a uh, former Player of the Year for Texas Tech University, uh, who is now making her way as a professional golfer. Uh, Gabby, thanks so much for coming on today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So let's just start from where we are. Where are you right now? Where Where are you based out of now? I know you're originally from Caldwell, but where are you now? So it's kind of um, a mix between Idaho and Arizona. So right now I'm in Arizona because of the winter months in Idaho. I'm just getting ready for the Symmetra tour to start up. Mm-hmm. Is there any particular place in Arizona where you're where you're keeping in shape, uh, training, and uh, keeping your game going? Yeah, so I'm basically living out of Chandler, Arizona, and um, practicing out at Whirlwind Golf Course. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's uh, let's just backtrack a little bit and start from kind of the beginning. Um, you were you born in Idaho, or are you a native of Idaho? Did you move there as a child, or how did that how that come about? So I was born and raised in Caldwell, Idaho. Um, basically, my whole my whole entire, entire family is from there. Um, I'm also Native American from the Death Valley Indian Reservation, which is on the border of Idaho and Nevada. Mm-hmm. You are Shoshone Paiute tribe, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you have a large family, or or what? So I have um, two older sisters, and so I'm the youngest, and um, and then my parents, and that's basically all of us. Uh huh. Okay. So for you, how did you get started in the in the game of golf? How did that happen for you? That you first someone first put a club in your hand, or you first walked walked onto a golf course? <laughs> so um, I was six years old when I started. Um, so basically, my dad he picked up the game as just sort of a hobby to go out and play with his um, his friends. And, you know, as, as soon as we got older, a little bit older, he, he um, went to the golf course with him, hit some range balls, and then it kind of became a daily thing for us to go and do together um, as a family. And then it turned into uh, basically a family sport that we all kind of contributed to. So my sister and I would play um, in tournaments and my dad would all, um, would be the swing coach and everything on top of that. And then my mom actually ran a little junior league that we were a part of. So it was kind of like a golf family. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. When did you first to play your, uh, first competition? How old were you? I was, I was nine years old. So <laughs> it started pretty early. Uh-huh. Okay. Was this, uh, in the, in a, an organized event by the golf association there, or was it some sort of little junior tour that was going through or what was it? Yeah, that was a part of the Idaho junior golf association. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And your sisters play golf as well. So um, the middle sister, she ended up um, playing golf. She went to Wyoming. She played a year mm-hmm. there and then, um, she pursued professional golf a little bit, but then figured out that, you know, it just kind of wasn't her thing. So she kind of showed me the ropes on that a little bit, and now that's kind of mm-hmm. where I'm headed. Uh-huh. So um, you must have played golf in high school on for your high school team. Is that correct? 
Yes, I did. Um, I actually had the opportunity to play varsity all four years. And um, with my sister only being a few years older than me, I got to play alongside her for two of those years. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, so you mentioned that your, your dad was kind of your swing coach. Uh, is, that, is that true for the whole time? That or? is true. Um, uh-huh. So I've actually just changed over um, to a guy out of San Antonio, Brian Gathright. But um, yeah, he was my coach up until about a year ago now. Mm-hmm. So for you, other than your dad, did you have other mentors when you were a young amateur player, someone you looked up to or someone you went to for advice sometimes or or anyone? Um, not really. You know, it was kind of um, we were, you know, just really big, big into athletics. And, you know, being in Idaho, you get the chance to play um, multiple sports because of all the seasons that we have. So um, I mainly just stuck with three sports, which is basketball, volleyball and golf. And so whenever golf came around, it was just um, family. So my dad or my mom or my sister that basically pushed me to play, I guess, better golf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when is, well, at what point then during your high school years, did you think, well, okay, maybe I've got, I've got some sort of future in the game. When did it sort of start sinking in that you can, you, you know how to play it pretty well? Um, I would say I was, I was 14. I think that's really when, um, that mindset for me playing, um, golf, either in college or even pursuing it past that, um, is when I won the women's am in Idaho. And it was like a huge accomplishment back then. And so basically it kind of grew from there. And then my junior year in high school, um, I made a decision to go play at Texas tech. And basically I forego every other sport my senior year and, that was a decision that I made and I'm, I'm really glad that I did, you know, cause there are those chances to get hurt um, mm-hmm. and not be able to play golf past um, high school. So, but yeah, it was, it was a really good decision to do that. And it gave me the opportunity to play at Texas tech. Mm-hmm. Why Texas tech? Uh, what, uh, what prompted um, you to choose that school? <laughs> um, I'm not really sure. Um, I just really, mm-hmm. I took a visit <laughs> and it really ultimately felt like home. When I, mm-hmm. when I got there, I knew that it would be a really good fit for me and um, mm-hmm. the coaches. It was a really good mesh and um, the practice facilities that they have there and the, I mean, just the degree that I wanted to go in. I mean, they had it all and um, that was really my main decision to go there. Mm-hmm. Did they recruit you? Did they come up to Idaho and watch you play or anything? They did. Um, so <laughs> me and my coach, actually, we talk about this quite a bit. Um so I played in what was called the Arizona Silver Bell in high school, and it's during the December months. And I wasn't able to, because that's when I was playing basketball, and I wasn't really able to um, practice very much because it was cold or it was snowing or things like that. And so I was like, well, I just got to go and play in the tournament. So I ended up going to the tournament in Arizona, and I think I shot like 77, 75, 72. So I progressively got better over the course of the tournament and she knew that I was from Idaho and she said, yeah, like I knew that you were probably going to be rusty, but since you could like got better over those three days, she said, I knew like that was the sign that I wanted to start recruiting you. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So you had a pretty, looks like a pretty good uh, uh, collegiate career. You have four individual titles, I think. Is that correct? 
Yes, that is correct. Yeah, and the 2016 Player of the Year for the Big 12 Conference. That's that's pretty impressive. So that was a good year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of um, like a like an eye-opening experience, I guess, for me to win four times and to be Big 12 Player of the Year and um, to be, you know, number one in the country for a few months. I mean, that was just um, another eye-opener just from high school to college that I was thinking – wow, there's actually another step beyond college that I could, you know, pursue golf as a career. So those, mm-hmm. those accomplishments um, definitely led to that. Mm-hmm. So it, what year in school was that for you? Senior, that junior? Was sophomore. That was my sophomore, sophomore year, year when things mm-hmm. really started to fall into place. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that's when it started to sort of, uh, you started thinking about maybe I could do this, uh, um, to the next level. Is that, is that right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause I mean, I think I've always had dreams. I mean, growing up watching golf of playing on the LPGA or playing professionally, but I know I never really knew what that looked like. And then I think sophomore year when all this stuff started to fall together, that's when, you know, I was like, wow, like the LPGA is possible. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then what year did you, what was your last year at Texas tech? Um, 2018, I graduated. Mm-hmm. Okay. And did you turn professional right away or did you take some time off to think about it or what was that? How did that all play out? <laughs> so it's kind of um, a funny story as well. Um, in 2018, I ended up going to key school my senior year and gained Symmetra tour status. So um, I was kind of, a, there was a deciding factor to play my last semester of college or not. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up playing my last semester in college, which then led into Symmetra Tour. Um, I only had half the season on there, which definitely wasn't enough time. But before I started the Symmetra Tour, it was kind of go home, get married, <laughs> buy a camper, buy a pickup, mm-hmm. and then take off on the Symmetra Tour. So it was it was kind it was of a lot of summer. things happening. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Yes, it was. It was very busy, but yeah. you know that's kind of. That was super, super fun and a learning um, opportunity to play at least half of a season on Symmetra Tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a reminder that the Symmetra Tour is the developmental feeder tour that uh, feeds into the LPGA Tour for the listeners out there. So uh, so this was the summer of 2018, right? Yes, the summer mm-hmm. of 2018. Okay. And did you – so half a season on the Symmetra Tour in 2018 and then – the winter of 2018, 2019, did you just, uh, what did you do, practice somewhere, go somewhere, or what happened? Yeah, so um, I ended up coming to Arizona and living with my sister for that month, or those few months there. Um, unfortunately, I um, didn't play too well in Q school in, let's see, that would have been in 2018. Yeah, I didn't play Q school very well, so my 2019 um, status wasn't very good. So I ended up having to play on a, on mini tours and work my way up, which I did. And I ended up playing in three Symmetra Tour events, which I played really, really well in. Um, and then I ended up qualifying on a Monday qualifier for the LPGA and making the cut in an LPGA event. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't have any status anywhere, but it, like that whole year, built up to some mm-hmm. really good accomplishments as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, so, uh, okay, in 2020, COVID hits, 
and things get shut down a little bit and schedules are canceled, tournaments are canceled. Uh, for you, how has it been dealing with that situation, not being able to play in tournaments and not really sure when the next tournament might be, you know, how for your mindset and how does it keep, how, how did, for morale, how did you keep going and where were you during this time all last year? So before COVID really went into full effect, we had one event in March that was in Florida and they kind of incorporated some steps to prevent, um, to prevent people from getting COVID, but it wasn't, you know, widely known yet. So we weren't able to shake hands or give people hugs. You know, we, we were keeping our distance. But so after that first event, I came back to Arizona and that's when everything kind of started to go, um, to go crazy. And I was like, you know, I need to get back to Idaho. I mean, cause I didn't know if borders were going to be shut down or if you couldn't fly mm-hmm. or mm-hmm, yeah. anything like that. So I, I drove back home um, and then I was home for, a few months up until they started um, coming up with some some tournament ideas, and um, they ended up having ten tournaments, which was, you know, a lot better than having none. So I got to play in seven of those, no, six of those events, um, up until about October, when unfortunately Jared and I, we both tested positive for COVID. Um, which kind of shot ourselves in the foot because um, I needed to play in the last, well, at least two of the four events to be able to get into the last two events. So I needed to at least mm-hmm. make one cut. I was right on the right on the line. So mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, contracting COVID, it it I wasn't allowed to play in those events. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, I started an early off season and went home and now I basically moved my way back up to Arizona in November of last year. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So any after effects of contracting COVID, you, you sound like you've come through fine and everything's okay or how are you doing? Yeah. Um, it was, so for my husband and I, he had, you know, the shiver, like the shivers, the chills, the mm-hmm. fever. I mean, the body aches, he got it all where I, um, my nose burned for a few days and then I lost my taste and then that mm-hmm. was basically it for me. So our, both of our experiences were completely different, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, on the positive side, we both don't feel any side effects from it. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's always, that's always good. Yeah. Well, kind of a, yeah, a bit of a double-edged sword, I would think, because now that you've had it, you, you feel a little, I mean, you've got some antibodies in your, in yourself, in your system and, a little bit stronger from that standpoint, I would think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping yeah, that, you true. know, that those antibodies will stay as long as they can and I won't be mm-hmm. able to get it again at least for a while. So Yeah. Okay. Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, yeah. So for uh twenty twenty one and here we are in uh you know, early February and uh, you must be starting to think about the schedule and your plans for the year and the season. What are you, what do you, how is it going to look for you going forward here this year? So I have full Symmetra Tour status, which I did have in 2020, um, and I will have it again in 2021 since it's basically a rollover year. Um, Mm -hmm. So I will be able to get to play in the 19 events that they have scheduled, 
which is really good. It could be anywhere upward to, I think, like 24 events. So there's kind of a middle ground. They haven't really determined um, if they're going to add any more. But 19 events for 2021 is still really good. Um, but most importantly, I feel like I'm looking forward to playing in a professional event in my home state. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's the one thing that I'm really looking forward to because I never got the opportunity to play college golf um, anywhere close to Idaho, just going to school in Texas. So all the tournaments were more South and East coast kind of side. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to, you know, people coming out that I know family, friends um, to be able to come out and watch mm -hmm. a professional event. Yeah. So the, the tournament you're referring to is the circling Raven championship. Is that correct? I am. Yes. Yeah. So that's going to be held at circling Raven in Worley, Idaho, uh, which is just about maybe 45 minutes South of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And the dates are August 23rd through the 29th. Again, it's a Circling Raven Championship. And so I, I think, so last year they were supposed to have this tournament and it was canceled because of COVID. So they're starting up again this year. It's a three-year commitment to have that tournament at Circling Raven. And uh, the uh, last year, I think, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you had you had received an exemption to play in that event. But now you have, sounds like you have full status on the tour anyway, correct? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, because um, we weren't sure. I still had to go to key school in 2019, which I played really well. But if I didn't play mm -hmm. well enough to get some extra tour status or LPGA status, um, Circling Raven gave me an exemption um, to be able to play if I did not get those things. Mm -hmm. But I did, so now it's kind of on the plus side of I still get to play in it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So uh, Circling Raven uh, is a tribal-owned course. It is owned by the Coeur d'Alene tribe, and they own the uh, resort and the casino there as well. And uh, it must be sort of special for you, being a uh, Shoshone Paiute tribe, to play on a tribal-owned course in front of in front of those folks. Very supportive, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's always um, so comforting because I've I've definitely grown some relationships with the Coeur d'Alene tribe and some of the tribes that are close um, to nearby there, like the Lewistons um, from Lewiston. So I'm hoping that there's going to be a lot of people um, out there supporting me that week, um, especially from Indian country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, do you ke still keep in touch with your college coach? To, um, to not, I haven't or? talked to her in a, yeah, I haven't talked to her in a little while, but um mm -hmm. But it's, I mean, we had such a great relationship in college, and mm -hmm. <laughs> she's definitely always there for me. Yeah, yeah, okay. I would think that would be a nice thing to have in your in your background. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's been nice to have her in my back pocket mm -hmm. if I ever needed some advice. Mm-hmm, okay. So for you, what's your daily routine like? You practice every day, you play every day, or... You compete with other other good players just to keep your game sharp, or how does that play out? Yeah, I have um, a really good gig out here at Whirlwind, and I have um, a group of guys that I basically go out and play with every single day and practice after. So um, to be able to just be out there and playing with some really nice guys has given me the opportunity to have some fun. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, when is the first tournament on the Symmetra Tour? What's in the dates? So the first, and where is it? yeah, the first tournament is actually in Arizona, um, March mm -hmm. 15th through the 18th. Okay. All right. Well, good luck with that one. And uh, for those uh, up here in the Northwest who want to watch Gabby play, uh, you'll have a chance to do so at the Circling Raven Championship. Again, those dates are August 23rd through the 29th. 
over in Worley, Idaho. And uh, Gabby, I, I spoke a few weeks ago with Noda Begay uh, III, who uh, is also affiliated with the Serving Raven Championship. He has, he runs a, uh, as you know, a junior national junior championship, and the uh, winner of that earned an exemption into the Circling Raven Championship. So he's been very supportive of what's happening with the, with the tribal courses, in particular the Circling Raven Championship, because of it being owned by the Coeur d'Alene tribe. So that's been a, a nice connection there. Do you do you have that connection as well with Nota Gay, or how did that uh, how does that work? Um, it, yeah, it's been a really good um, opportunity for us both. Um, we've actually had a really, <laughs> really funny story because he knows my college coach. They grew up kind of in the same area, and okay. um, he asked me to play in an event while I was in college, but unfortunately I couldn't. So from there, we just kind of kept building on a relationship, and now he's my mentor and friend and somebody oh. I can go to okay. for advice. and. Yeah, to be able to have them okay. in my pocket and to be able to ask them about professional golf questions has been great. Yeah, very nice. Um, for yourself, are you uh, going to try Q School again this next year? Well, hopefully. Um, I don't mm-hmm. need to go. Hopefully placing in the top 10 on the money list this year will be able to give me my LPGA card. Um if not, then, I mean, I'll have to go back to Q school. Um, anybody who's not in the top 10 always has to go back to Q school. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, and there's also another way to get your LPGA card going through Q school. So you get two chances at it. Um, and hopefully mm-hmm. I'll be able to say I am an LPGA member for 2022. <laughs> there you go. So that's the criteria. That's the next goal is just to be in the top 10 on the money list of the Symmetra Tour, correct? Yes, that's the goal. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, uh, again, Gabby Lemieux, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, Gabby, again, is a a three-time Idaho Women's State Amateur Champion and uh, Player of the Year at Texas Tech University and now making her way on the Symmetra Tour, on her way to the LPGA Tour, I'm sure of it. So, uh, Gabby, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, good luck, and maybe we'll see you out at Circuit Raven later this summer. (laughs) All right. Sounds great. All right. All right. Bye-bye.